Welcome back to Here and There Sports. Today we're going to be talking about some NFL free agency slash trades that have been happening in this NFL offseason. Yeah, there's been uh, we've been out uh, on the podcast for a little while, but we're back yeah. at a good time. A lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on. Um, one of the main things happened was Wednesday, I believe, with the uh, Odell trade. Your uh, your Giants right. shipping him off. So, uh, as a Giants fan, what are you thinking about that? You know, I have had really mixed feelings about this trade. Obviously, Odell, just such a difference maker playing and playing well. And it really is a bummer to trade away such a dynamic, exciting sort of face of the franchise player uh, that kind of gives your team recognition. So in that sense, it's I'm not happy that we gave away Odell. However... I think it was a good trade for the Giants, obviously getting the 17th pick in this year's NFL draft, which the 17th pick may not seem all that great, but a lot of good players have come with the 17th pick in the draft. They got a few other picks. Um, I thought that they could have probably gotten a little bit more for Odell, but here's the reality. You know, Odell hasn't played a full season since 2016. He... You know, he I, I don't want to call him a cancer or anything like that, or because I think that's just the media blowing it out of proportion. But we all know that he's not the best sort of role model at times and has the best attitude. Um, you know, he goes on a boat trip with the rest of the wide receivers a week before a playoff game and then proceeds to catch 38% of the passes thrown to him in that playoff game with about four drops, one or two for a touchdown, could have very well cost the Giants that game. He threw Eli Manning under the bus, and like I said, I mean, he's been injured. You can't blame him for that. But the point is that the Giants weren't going to be very good next season with or without Odell Beckham Jr. So it, it's it's tough to see him go as a Giants fan, but really I think it was the right move. Yeah, I actually I agree with you. I uh, People blowing up this – I know – the Giants have got, taken a lot of criticism uh, for uh, Dave Gettleman for his free agency moves. I don't love what he's done in free agency, letting Landon Collins right. walk and yeah. a couple other players. I didn't like but that move, no. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, as far as the trade goes, I, I honestly – they got a good haul. They got a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and Jabril Peppers, who isn't a scrub. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a right, nice addition right. to the secondary. And right. I like in the first round, now they have two picks. So – we're thinking the Giants are taking a quarterback. I think it'd be silly not to. Um, it, but now I think, you know, let's say you take a quarterback with that six pick, you take Haskins or one of these guys, you're able to take a receiver or something or, or a defensive player. You get another first-round draft pick. Look, yeah, like you said, the Giants weren't winning the Super Bowl next year. So, you know, it sucks seeing a player that as, that has that much talent leave the building, obviously. But, you know, I think this was actually a smart move for the Giants' future and kind of – it, it, it kind of a clean slate in a way, right? You know, right. Maybe a new quarterback coming in, some new stuff. So, um, I, I like the deal. Right. Um. No, definitely. I like Jabril Peppers. Kind of a jack of all trades. You know, he can he can slide in as a linebacker, very strong at safety. He was a Heisman contender at Michigan. I I don't think that he should have been a Heisman contender, but that's a story for you know that's a different discussion. But he either way is a difference maker on defense. And the Giants, I mean, what are the odds that two first-round picks don't 
pan out in at least some sense. You know, one of those players, right? Yeah, chance will be good. Um, so, but I have to ask you. I mean, we talk about what this means for the Giants. What do you think it means for the Cleveland Browns? Their mindset, and uh, you know, a lot of people are jumping on the Browns bandwagon right now. So I, I don't know. I mean, do you yeah, think they're a super I, contender? I do not think they're a super contender. I think they're obviously. Credit to John Dorsey, first off. I want to say that before, for getting a a player of that caliber. But, no, I really don't think so. People love Baker Mayfield. I just – I know you do. I I think he's a good player. I'm not knocking him. But people acting like he's the next – I don't know. Pastor Mahomes, they keep comparing him to. I don't see that. I I really don't. I I like Kyler Murray better than I do um, uh, Baker Mayfield. Now, they do have a great – a great offense with Chubb and Odell and them. And I like their defense too. You know, Denzel Ward, they got hey, some don't, don't forget about Kareem Hunt. Don't forget about Kareem Hunt. Okay. All right. We really got to bring that up right now. It's well, a sore I spot. I, I'm just saying, they have Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Jarvis. Kareem's Hunt. missing eight games though. I think they're winning the AFC North, but I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think. A lot of people thinking that they're just going to run away with this division. This, let's not forget, the Steelers still have some talent. Like, they still – I know they lost AB and Le'Veon, but they're not – they don't have a terrible team. Um, I think they'll win the AFC North, but people act like, come on, this team has not made the playoffs in 17 years, and you're telling me all of a sudden because they get one player, they're going to the freaking Super Bowl? Like, I mean, Odell didn't take the Giants yeah. to the Super Bowl in 2016 when they had a good defense, and Eli Manning was balling out that year. Uh, right. You know, so I, I just – I don't buy that. People well, – you know, that's me. Yeah, Uh yeah, no, I mean, I I think that they might get pretty far. I think they might win the AFC North. I think it'll be because of Baker Mayfield more than Odell Beckham Jr. I think the quarterback's where it starts. And that's really, I mean, because the Browns have had talent as the years go by. I mean, every team just naturally has talent comes in that comes in and out. The difference maker is just truly it's it's the quarterback that you have as a foundation that's proved to be true time and time again. And I really think that this time they've got a good one. So, you know, I think the Ravens actually will still win the AFC North. I think their defense is still really good. I think Lamar Jackson is the next best quarterback in last year's draft class outside of Baker Mayfield. And that defense is good. I like their dual threat running backs. But, you know, that that's a discussion for the NFL preview. Yeah, it, yes, it will be when we break down every division um, and uh, do an hour and 10-minute podcast. But, uh, um, no, I, I – I, Listen, the Browns are going to be a good squad, but it is a little annoying when they're like, you know, the storyline of Odell and Jarvis. You're like, okay, I know Jarvis will benefit next year, but, like, let's not act like Jarvis Landry was a big-time receiver last year. Like, frankly, he sucked compared to the contract he got. Uh, And I know this because he was on my fantasy team and cost me a championship. It was very frustrating. So, um I need him to play better, and you know we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how good Baker Mayfield is when the lights are shining, and they're not just some underdog team that gets to you know roll in and out. Okay. Well, we'll shift. We'll shift gears from one diva prima donna toxic wide receiver to another. Antonio Brown is an Oakland Raider. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, how much more Raiderish could this situation get? <laughs> um, I don't. I mean. So, Antonio Brown, yep. And so now, all of a sudden, Derek Carr and Antonio what? Brown are best friends, and they love each other. But uh, he, 30 years to... old now? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Like, yes, it'll improve. I mean, do I think that the Raiders are going to be some – look, 
they paid they gave they made Trent Brown the highest paid offensive lineman in the history of of National Football League. Like, come on now. I mean, that's just spending yeah. money to spend money. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, now I, I I get what John Gruden's doing. He's trying to see is Derek and they they signed Tyrell Williams, who's an underrated receiver for the Chargers for a couple of years. That was a good move. Yeah, they're trying to see. This is all about. This is the pressures on Derek Carr, just like Amari Cooper to Dak Prescott, seeing if Dak Prescott could really ball. This is all about Derek Carr, because obviously a couple of years ago they thought Derek Carr was the hottest new quarterback in the league, and last year they thought he was going to get cut and was terrible. So, you know, I, I mean, it's Derek Carr's show now. Can he make it work with two good receivers? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I I really agree with what you said. I mean, Derek Carr has a pretty decent assortment of weapons coming back with him. And he's, is Marshawn Lynch retired? What What's his deal? Is he? I don't know. He'll probably do something. <laughs> he mean, might come back to Oakland. He might not. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, he ain't going to do anything if he's in Oakland. I, I honestly completely forgot about him for the past three or so years. Ever since the Seahawks threw at the one-yard line, I forgot about him. Ooh. But this, All these Seahawks yeah, fans listening, not happy this, about that one. <laughs> this really comes down to Derek Carr. I think you're right. Um, which people forget, he was he's two years removed from being a very legitimate MVP candidate. You know? So we could see Derek Carr have sort of that resurgence. But Antonio Brown's bleached mustache was the worst thing. Oh I saw my lord, week. dude! I kept thinking that of the Got Milk commercial. I'm like, dude, what is that? Like, you need- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. But you know who really could be looking to ball? You know who might be a first round fantasy football draft pick next year? Who I got in I think the fourth or fifth round last year is Juju Smith Schuster. That's true, but and I I love Juju. Went to SC. I think he's gonna be a baller next year. But they better get someone on that other side so they're not just double-teaming Juju and taking him out of the game, and then they have nobody over there. Yes, that, that is also true. And obviously their defense has been pretty solid. I, I hope, you know, I, I wish Ryan Shazier was still in full health because it yeah. looks like he's going to really be a good NFL player. But that, yeah, that AFC North is going to be a really exciting really close division exempt from the Bengals the Bengals are not good they're not going to be good they've yeah. never been good they never will be good well I don't I don't know about the Ravens either the Ravens lost everybody they lost to Darius Smith they lost Suggs yeah. they lost Weddle I mean I know they got Thomas but yeah so okay now let's go let's they lost to, Flacco. and, and they, there's the D4 trade Flacco. as well let's but let's let's move to um let's move to free agency who do you think was one of the most impactful signings? Who do you think really stole free agency? Who do you think really lost? Okay, well, I always think about Le'Veon Bell. Um, as anticipated, he went to the Jets. And I think I saw that Le'Veon Bell has the highest scrimmage yards per game in NFL history. And yes. that is pretty ridiculous. Like, you know, for a, besides quarterbacks. And that is pretty ridiculous when you think about guys like Barry Sanders and Walter Payton. But Sam Darnold, you know, people last year were talking about, well, listen, Ethan, he doesn't have the weapons. You know, the Baker's playing better because Darnold looking around him. Okay, that's fair. But listen, now he's got arguably the best running back in the game to go along with him. Um, he still but, has yeah. no receivers, but that'll change by draft time. Right, right. They could use a few more receivers, but maybe like uh, Nikhil Harry or A.J. Brown. Or someone like that, that I think that the Jets should really prioritize drafting. But 
I think that the Jets have, you know, obviously a running back won't make or break a team, but I think that that move puts them in the right mindset of, of getting guys around Sam Darnold. And if they draft a solid wide receiver, besides DK Metcalf, who can't run routes. Um, <laughs> DK Metcalf is a monster. Well, I, I would, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. But either way, I think that the Jets need to really set up their offensive weapons, and I think that that was a good move for them to do. Le'Veon Bell should take the advantage of a pretty weak division, exempt from the Patriots, and have a pretty good season. Yeah, I, and also the Jets, what I like what they did is C.J. Mosley. That was a great signing to yeah, uh, anchor the middle of that defense. They had a good defense last year, and now you – you had a big-time player right in the middle of the impact position. And them actually not signing Anthony Barr, I think, could have utilized – actually been better for them, even though the deal fell through. Because they were going to use Anthony Barr in like a pass-rushing kind of uh, – uh, as a pass rusher. And yeah, that's not what I, he's known for. He's, he's really well, a zone guy. Well, I, I was going to say, I mean, I'm not – I don't know whether it was a good move or not to sign Anthony Barr, but what I will tell you is that he has a lot of talent, and coming out of that draft, he is, I think is 2014 or something. He's one of the most highly anticipated defensive players, but he misses a lot of tackles. And that's the other thing, is that in Minnesota, he was exposed in positions where it was just, it was just killing the Vikings on defense because he would miss so many tackles for whatever reason. So Yeah, so the Vikings still have to live with that because – uh, th- I think they overpaid for Barr, but um, yeah, I think I think the uh, 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 the the Jets had a good free agency. I also think um, you know, it was the, I, the safeties were an interesting aspect. Obviously, Earl Thomas got a huge deal, Landon Collins got a huge deal, Tyron Matthew got a huge deal from my Chiefs, and then Eric Berry was cut. So, um, you know, I I thought the safety market was one to watch throughout free agency because it was really like guys kept topping each other, um. But uh, who do you think was the best safety uh, safety pairing with their new team signed uh, on, on this week? I think that I don't I don't want to say the Ravens and Earl Thomas because I think that that kind of I don't think that's that much of an upgrade over Eric Weddle. I think that the best safety signing was the Redskins getting Landon Collins. I was kind of upset that the Giants ended up letting him go because I thought he was really a gem that the Giants got in the second round of the draft a few years. Out of Alabama, I think he was a stud. You know, he wasn't always perfect coverage-wise, but he was still an impact player defensively, really good tackler, really good coverage at times. So I think that that was a good signing for the Redskins. I agree with you. I I thought Landon Collins was a great signing for the Redskins specifically. Um, Yeah, Earl – um, I thought that was a good signing for them, but <clears throat> excuse me. The problem was they gave up the rest of their defense, so their entire front seven's gone. So right. um, I think Earl's going to have to do a lot. Um, as a Chiefs fan, I love the Tyron Matthew signing. Um, I, 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 you know, Eric Berry, I love him. He's been there nine years. He'll always be a Chief in my book. But you know, he, he really hasn't hasn't been on the field the last two years, uh, and he's the highest pay guy on the team. So you know, it sucks to see him go, but it was necessary. Um, I love Tyron Matthew. I, I, I mean, he's the honey badger. He's always hunting out there. He just watching film and just our highlights yeah. of him. Like he jumps off the screen every play. He's doing something on it. Uh, so I love that. Um, another underrated signing that kind of fell under the radar because it was before free agency was Eric Weddle to the Rams. I thought that was a good signing for them. 
Eric Wells is a very stable player. He, he, you know, he's a very good safety. He doesn't always get the recognition he needs. And I think that's good for a Rams defense that has a lot of characters on it. Um, uh, and, you know, needs some stability back there. So I like that one. Yeah. Um, as you got me thinking about Tyron Matthews college highlights. He was just absolutely ridiculous. Such an explosive player at LSU. And obviously it's not, there's not as much explosiveness from the defensive end and special teams in the NFL, but Tyron Matthew, when he's healthy, is still just such a good player. Yeah, the Chiefs have been a lot of upheaval. I mean, obviously they traded D Ford, cut Houston, cut Barry, and signed Matthew, um, and they signed Damian Wilson, a couple other guys, Alex Oak before. But, you know, so I, I'm excited. They got Steve Spagnola, who is the former Giants defensive coordinator, who I'm really excited about. Um, thank God Bob Sutton's gone. Um, so, you know, I, I hope that's better this year, but, um, uh, you know, okay, you go. I was going to say something that's gone under the radar. Um, that was a signing with the other, you know, less notable giants news is that the giants got golden Tate. Yes. Um, I like that signing. He, you know, he's no Odell Beckham jr. But I think that that kind of flew under the radar and that was a good pickup. He's always, he's always been an underrated receiver in my opinion. Yeah. And they got him on a very reasonable deal to a four-year thirty right. seven and a half million, I believe. So, I mean, that's not like tying huge money to him. Right. And he's a guy that like, even last year at the beginning of the year, he was balling out with the lions and they traded him cause they weren't really going anywhere. Um, and then he just really, I mean, he, he came in the middle of Philly in the, the season and yeah. that, that was, there was a lot of turmoil going on at that time. So it's kind of hard to blame golden Tate. So I think, uh, uh, you know, going to a team he signed with, um, have full off season, obviously to get in the playbook and everything. And really help out a new quarterback if that's who they're going with there in New York. He's a very stable receiver. Yeah. yeah well, Giants are just clearing up the cap space for Russell Wilson next offseason. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the Seahawks are going to do when they lose uh, Frank Clark and Russell Wilson. Right. I don't know. But Nick Foles is off the market now. So there's a lot of rumors circulating that Josh Rosen is going to go to the Giants. I hope to God that that's not true because Josh Rosen is definitely not it. I disagree with you. I actually, I, I, I'm not sure Josh Rosen is a superstar, but to to say Josh Rosen is a bust, like what people are making him out to be in some books, like let's not forget with the Cardinals last year, he got thrown in at the end of a game. I it was like week four or five, because uh, Sam Bradford was just atrocious, and um, you know, I mean that team was terrible last year. David Johnson had a poor year. The offensive line sucked. Uh, he really didn't have any receivers outside of Larry Fitz. Um, and he's obviously not what he used to be. He's still a really good receiver. But, um, you know, I like to see Rosen with a fresh start uh, where it's it's his job and he's not now being looked at by, oh, well, they're going to take Kyler Murray. You know, I, I'd like to see him with a fresh start. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to call Josh Rosen a bust or judge him too much based on what happened last season in Arizona. Because I understand that there were circumstances behind his 11 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. I understand that he was the most hit quarterback in the NFL last season. He was constantly under duress, had no one to throw to. But with that being said, I haven't heard one person give me a accurate description of what they have seen from Josh Rosen. Not why he's not bad, but something that about Josh Rosen that makes him special that that really stands out because as far as I'm concerned, he didn't do 
exceptionally well at UCLA. He didn't put up great stats. They didn't win a ton of games. Uh, Arizona, obviously, he didn't do very well. I know there were circumstances, but it was nothing to make you overly optimistic about the guy. Obviously, he's not that fast. He doesn't have the strongest arm. He doesn't have the most accurate arm. Well, I, I thought that was the thing with him was that he had an extremely strong arm, like at UCLA. Like, I disagree with you. I thought I thought he had me put up stats at UCLA. Obviously, they didn't win games because their defense was garbage. Well, he didn't put up the best stats, actually. Oh, okay. They were okay. I, they're okay. They were okay. They were still, they were still good. Um, but, you know, I, Rose, I know he's got the big arm, Rosen. I understand that he's not super accurate. And, I also think Rosen's personality plays into this a little bit. Um, Rosen, you know, has been labeled as arrogant, kind of a rich kid, a little bit of a snob, especially in, you know, in his interviews, you can see it a little bit. So I, I do think that because he didn't light the world on fire year one, he also gets pointed a li- painted with a brush a little unfairly. Um, but, you know, I see what you're saying. I, I, he, has, he didn't look great last year, but I, I like to give him a shot. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I just I wouldn't want him being the quarterback of my team is all I'm saying. Yeah, I get that. And with that being said, I don't think anyone in this draft is the solution. Haskins, maybe, but I think that everyone that comes out of Urban Meyer's system has success in college, even guys that aren't particularly well at translating into the NFL level. Examples of that are Cardale Jones, JT Barrett. You know, you could even go say Braxton Miller. You could even say Tim Tebow. Guys like that, uh, Ohio State is Urban Meyer system is just very friendly, and I don't necessarily think it's going to well for Haskins, who is unpolished. I think that the Giants should just let Eli Manning just go for another year at least, and next year, you know, there will be Herbert, who I think was a little overrated in this year's draft class, but if he plays really well at Oregon this season and wins the Pac-12, then we'll see um, about taking Justin Herbert. I like Jake Fromm. I like Tua Tagovailoa. I just think there's better quarterbacks in next year's class than Daniel Jones and Drew Locke and the Haskins and Murray. Jake Fromm, huh? Yeah, I, I like Jake Fromm. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I think you said Jake Browning. Why did I say that? I was going to – all right. No, uh, uh, no. <laughs> I, no I, I, I wouldn't – I, w- I wouldn't trust Jake Browning making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> let alone we're back at the New York Giants. So, yeah. All right. He, I'm still blocked by him on Instagram, by the way. So, he blocked you on Instagram? Yeah. After the Stanford game a few years ago, I left some choice words in his Instagram. Because <laughs> we had like a fourth and 15. Our season was on the line. And he, he instead of taking a shot down the field, he runs it for two yards. He like flips over defender, reaches the ball out, gets two yards. Turnover on I might have. I leave some. I leave some choice words before I know it. I'm. I might have been on Xbox with you one or two times, and yeah, not too happy with Jake Browning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, anything else we need to uh, get to on this pre agency frenzy podcast? I'm trying to think. Patriots got Michael Bennett. You know, they'll win their seventh Super Bowl next year, but that's nothing new. Nope. Tom Brady's noodle arm showed a little bit last year. Uh, let's not forget. Let's not forget. Hold on. Listen, D Ford, I, I appreciate him, but D Ford said he, it, it, when he got traded to the Niners yesterday, he said, he said, I needed a fresh start. What you needed to do was line up on sides, and Kansas City would have been in the Super Bowl. <laughs> 
Okay, I don't care what you needed to get away from. <laughs> what you needed to do is help us get to a Super Bowl. So I don't want to yeah. hear what you need to do. Oh, D Ford. I have nothing against D Ford except for that one play. And God. Oh, dude. That's frustrating. And I'm not even a Chiefs fan, but that just stinks. <laughs> All right. Well, we're doing another podcast Sunday uh, afternoon after Selection Show. Selection yep. Sunday. Mark, Mark Madness Brackets will be out. Yep. I'll tell you who to pick, who not to pick. There will probably be some civil disagreement there. Yeah, and we'll you – know. um, there's also uh, – I've heard, Ethan, there was a money pool, your money bracket you're making. There's a money bracket, yeah. Um. You can feel free to join the bracket. I don't expect you to pay the ten dollars. No, 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 no. Hold on. You never start a bracket with saying I don't expect you to pay. Okay, pay that's the not $10. that's not how they you better won. Pony up. You better like, pony up. Then. In Vegas, they say if you don't pay, I'll break your legs. And we have Ethan over here saying if you if you don't pay or not pay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I, I just I'm just trying to be friendly. <laughs> Okay. I can send you the link to that. Um, the grand prize should be up to about two hundred dollars. All right, so I'm, I'm in. I uh, we have a uh, Instagram account here in their sports. Go follow that. Give us a follow, and uh, we'll be back uh, Sunday night.